Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And I'm Caleb. And today we've got a uh, very special guest. He's a musician, friend, lead singer of the Teen Commandments, and the reason why we all know each other in this room. Oh. Let's give it up for Brett hey. Moses, everybody. Hey. 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 Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to be here. Close person for know you guys. <laughs> And uh, do you want to, uh, who wants to introduce this one? Well, this is Brett's pick. We're not going to force him to introduce it, but uh, well, all yeah, I he does say have about to this, take responsibility. I do want to say something. I know this is your show, but I just love Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser together. Oh, it is good. one of the best duos ever. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Mad about you. Wait, no! We did 10 things I hate about you. Oh, oh God, man. we look like fools. <laughs> Classic, classic oh, setup. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. It's actually one of my all time favorite movies. So, really? Yeah. Was this a soundtrack that you owned or anyone owned? I did. I did. did. This okay. was one of my like 10 DVDs. So, I watched this and The Matrix and Big Daddy on constant repeat. But oh. did, you, did you own the soundtrack or you just had the movie? Um, no, maybe I just had the movie. Okay. The like, Matrix hitting theaters at the same time as this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was uh, right behind The Matrix for, in the box office in 1999. So, 99. Wow. So, this is uh, last week we did Rushmore, which I think was 98. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because Rushmore was a movie set in the high schools of Texas. We got some Texas boys in the studio tonight. Three out of four. <laughs> um, but this is set in Seattle or Tacoma or both. Uh, so this is uh, kind of your neck of the yeah, woods. This is Caleb's realm. Yeah. Right. Was it uh, very similar to your high school experience? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what kind of high school this is supposed to be. It's in a castle. It was, pa- it was Padua High School. Uh, it was, I think, mostly filmed in Stadium High School in Tacoma, which is where I went to college. But uh, a lot of the there's a lot of scenes set in uh, in like places in Seattle that are really notable. Yeah, um, sticks out to me the the scene where they. <laughs> It's a version of paintball I've never seen before or heard paintballs of. Paintballs is what it's called. Paintballs. Paint <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't seem to be paint or ball. I don't know. I don't know what was going on in that. But that was. I think it's called Gasworks Park. I remember going there as a kid. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. There's a. There's. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll okay. Get, yeah. Let's. Uh, let's dive paintballs. into the soundtrack. Let's hear some of this music, Nikki. Track one is "Letters to Cleo" with "I Want You to Want Me." Very nice. Love this cover. Uh, so it's our first cover of the night already, and uh, coming in hot on a scale. <laughs> Wait, of, that's a cover. <laughs> yeah, it's a cheap trick song. Uh, cheap trick. Uh, from a scale of one to ten, that is a definite Wallflowers cover. It's just the, <laughs> it's very faithful. Doesn't really add or subtract anything. Yeah, I mean, it's a female vocalist, which I think adds yeah. a little bit, and it adds a different dynamic to the song. Don't I do think? I do like the gender switch, but the instrumentation is like completely the same. Yeah, like yeah, everything's yeah. the same. I remember the last scene in the movie, they're on the roof of that crazy castle high school and yeah. this band is playing that song with like the helicopter shots. I'm I'm pretty sure that this movie was just a big like commercial for Letters to Cleo. So. <laughs> kind of is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, my key takeaway, as Nick kind of said, I was like, this is a really nice high school. <laughs> like, this yeah. is just like insanely nice yeah. castle. With the cowboys school. and the guys who, the white Rastafarians. Yeah. Fantastic. They've got it all. It's like country day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I didn't look this up, but my understanding is that Stadium is an actual school, and I think it might be an actual public school, and it's not nearly, I don't think it looks that good on the inside. Yeah. Around this time, um, or maybe a couple years earlier, Tacoma, Washington was like the murder capital of the U.S. for uh, for a couple years i think not too far from stadium there's a place nice. called hilltop where oh yikes got a little shooty in the 90s oh, oh boy. things have calmed down now all right well, let's hope i don't know but yeah this is uh we're working our way backwards almost because this is the you don't hear the song till the end of the movie that's uh heath ledger kisses what's her name claire not claire danes but julia styles <laughs> hey! excuse me julia yeah. styles julia styles and then the zooms out cat stratford yeah cat stratford Julia Stiles has dead eyes. She has, like, uh, lizard eyes. <laughs> I saw her recently over in uh, Williamsburg wandering around by herself. It was no very strange. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say something, but eh, what do you think? She was lost. Yeah. She led with, uh, I love 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like her best in the Bourne movies because she plays kind of a detached, weird character that I think suits mm-hmm. her. Not in that she's a detached and weird, but I think it's very believable that she would be, like, an analyst for some sort of shady, like... CIA offshoot. Yeah, she's like a hacker, something like that. Or is she? She's like a logistical coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't sound real. <laughs> Let's listen to track two. This is Semisonic with FNT. Fascinating new thing. You delight me, and I know you're speaking of me. Fascinating new thing. Get beside me, I want you to love me I'm surprised that you never been told before That you're lovely and you're perfect And that somebody wants you A lot of feelings in that one right there. What a jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is during the paintballs scene. <laughs> the paintballs so, scene. Paintballs. <laughs> paintballs. Yeah, paintballs. I kind of, I'm not like a huge semi-sonic. They're famous for the closing time song. They're uh, um, known for the uh, Minneapolis sound, right? Oh, are they? Yeah. This Classic sound, This sound kind of reminds me a little bit of Stone Roses, which I guess would be more of a Manchester sound. But closing time was a huge hit. I don't think I've heard this song until I was listening to the soundtrack in preparation. I kind of like it. Maybe not so much the chorus parts, but the, the kind of... Sketchy. Sketchy. Yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah. I wish I knew what FNT stood for. Oh, yeah, I don't know. If only we did research. <laughs> 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 I, yeah, maybe it's in the lyrics, maybe it's not. I think that the paintball scene is when they get into a fight and they end up back at, their, back at her house and they're like fighting on the porch. Yeah, there's a bit of a um, reveal right after the paint policy. But that's the first time they kiss is when they're covered in paint. Uh, right, And, like, right. you know, they're rolling around in the hay and stuff. Uh, As you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's like uh, egg yolk paint or something. It's like tempera, tempera. Like, it doesn't, it just kind of comes off of them. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they get in the car afterwards, which, like, I would be like, don't, we can't get in the car like this. And then they, you know, they get back to the porch, and, of course, they look cute and great, and everyone's <laughs> looks fine. But then he keeps pushing the prom because it's part of his payment. And she's like, why do you keep pushing this? And he's like, no reason. And then, like, that leads to a tiff. You know, tough cookie, that Julia Stiles. Cat Stratford. Also, this features uh, Larissa Olenek 
that I remember having a huge crush on when I was uh, like a really young kid uh, from The Secret World of Alex Mack. Alex Mack. Wait, of course. Yeah. She was waiting the... for her to turn into a puddle of green toxic <laughs> yeah. sludge, this, but it, it never happens. <laughs> it never happens. <laughs> this is the, kind of the, the font and the, the credits. Younger sister? Kind of that. Yeah, Bianca. Okay, Bianca Stratford. I, the one thing that stuck out to me is that uh, Gabrielle Union, is that her name? Gabriel, Gabrielle yeah, Union? Gabrielle Union. She's like... Uh, friends with all these people. She's definitely 10 years older than everybody else in the movie. Yeah, she's probably the oldest one around. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she, she plays she chastity in this. Like, it fits, but I'm like, wait, I just, just because I know the actress, I'm like, she's got to be like a lot older than everybody else yeah. in this movie. And she's a sophomore in high school. And yeah. <laughs> you're like, nah, I don't think so. But, and her, her character is a little, um, you don't really get what she's uh, going yeah. after. Her motivation, of, she turns yeah. so quickly. Right. Because she, she turned so quickly on Bianca. Yeah. I don't I still don't get it. I don't it. know. So this is based on Tammy the Shrew. Is there any is there any sort of bitchy character that she's based on? I suppose I'm, I'm, I've never read the play, but I am familiar with it. For the people at home, Caleb, tell uh, tell everyone what Taming of the Shrew is. It's a <laughs> I mean, when you talk about the time when Shakespeare was writing plays and like what what was acceptable then and problematic now, it's kind of a ridiculous thing to But this is a problematic play. <laughs> like in the, the original <laughs> When you're like the the adaptation in this, I was kind of expecting to be more like, oh yeah, like, and then I was like, wait a minute, the original one, uh, the shrew, which first of all, to call like a single lady a shrew is like a little intense. Uh, uh, they they and, call her that in this. Yeah, yeah, well. they they yeah, work yeah. it in. They, they work, work in a in. lot of this stuff from. But uh, in the Shakespeare play, he takes he, he they get married against her will, and he takes her home, and then like. Uh, they like deprive her of food and like comfort and everything until she calms down and becomes a good wife. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a comedy. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it's a real laugh riot. <laughs> so, um, but they do work in a ton of Shakespearean stuff. You know, they've got uh, yeah, well, Verona, right? Is yeah. the uh, Heath Ledger, yeah, and, and uh, Stratford, Stratford, Stratford yeah. upon Avon. Um, also, uh, they go to Padua High School, which I think is the last name of one of the characters in this. But they they keep Bianca and Catherine. That's yeah. their names in the, and then also there's like a lot of uh, allusions to Shakespeare throughout this whole thing, which is kind of cool, kind of yeah, cool yeah. way to do it. Clueless didn't do that with Emma, you know. <laughs> oh, shade. Oh, trying to <laughs> Let's jump into track three. This is Save Ferris with I Know. Some ska vibes. <laughs> Our mayor, Bill de Blasio. Hey, he lo- famously loves ska cool music. Ska. <laughs> I don't know what the connect. I was just watching uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and uh, you know this band, Save Ferris. The song has a uh, a sample or a, a portion of the Isley Brothers song oh, yeah. "Shout" that was Shout. in Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, it was the posters in uh, Ferris Bueller that say Save Ferris. Save right? Ferris, right. Yeah. I think he sees it scribbled on somebody's uh, composition book on the yeah. bus on the way out. There was like the 90s ska voice. It was a thing that happened and then went away, except for Gwen Stefani is like the last, <laughs> the last 
Hold on. Vestigial <laughs> female ska voice of the 90s. Whoa, whoa. It's still like, it's a little, yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't, it's like a little bit punk and a little bit baby doll. <laughs> so but, my, my thing with, with ska, I have this like kind of way of thinking about the validity of genres, which is that. I ask Elin whether she's heard of the music, <laughs> whether it made it to Sweden. For, for the listeners at like, home, uh, Brett, who is Elin? So my, my wife is Swedish, and we were watching this movie, and like, girl rock did not make it to Sweden. <laughs> Ska did not make it to Sweden. The cardigans, definitely Swedish, but yeah, yeah. besides that, <laughs> no... That's a great uh, no like, validity. That's a great like pop culture barometer. Mm-hmm. You're like, have you heard of this, babe? Nope. Yeah, yeah. not relevant. <laughs> I I talk a lot about the generations of ska because it's a uh, it's like the aftershocks, and it gets worse every time. Like original ska is really really good, and then the the two tone like British ska of the '80s. Uh, some of it I, I like quite a bit, and then in the '90s, the it's specials. Like, yeah, the specials, madness. We have madness coming up maybe later on mm-hmm. the. Uh, and then in the 90s, it was like a pretty grim affair. And I feel like if it ever comes back, <laughs> I'm terrified of what it could be. <laughs> Might be coming to Bushwick soon. Fourth generation Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, that's just, th- those are all stories. Those are just fairy tales, okay? They're never going to come back. <laughs> like, one oh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so it's like, we're old Nan from Game of Thrones just being like, you know, there used to be. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it would be a, a rock band, but it would be trombones. Be like, ah, that never happened. Wait, you play trombone? I play trombone. The prophecy oh, is man. true. <laughs> Hear trombones on the on the horizon. Uh, we were just talking earlier about how the '90s are definitely back in Bushwick, at least. And uh, tube tops abound. Maybe ska. <laughs> maybe ska's on the horizon. I don't know. Are low-rise jeans coming back? Time will tell. I hope not. Oh. <laughs> we're very strange looks. Do we have more ska coming up next? Let's see. Oh, Sister Hazel. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is Sister Hazel with Your Winter. What else, what else can I do? I said I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. I said I'm sorry, but what for? If I hurt you, then I hate myself. I don't want to hate myself. Don't All right, Sister Hazel, thank you for all your hard work. Thanks, Sister Hazel. How do you guys feel about that? A little bit of uh, like some leftover grunge scraps that made it into an alt-pop kind of milieu. It's like Counting Crows dregs. <laughs> yeah, Counting Crows <laughs> dreads. Dreads. Absolutely. Counting Crows dreads. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of these guys. They're like the whitest band <laughs> In a no. sea of white night bands. <laughs> no. they, look, they look like a Discovery Channel fishing show cast. Like, oh, just God. like ah, beer belly shirts and beards. <laughs> the first thing that uh, occurred to me, I don't know if you guys watched the, the new A Star is Born. Uh, I did. The Jackson main character is a, is a famous rock musician who plays a genre of rock that you know, it doesn't really hit the charts at it. And this sounds like a Jackson main song <laughs> oh, from the 90s. Okay. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Back on, his, on his way up. Nice. That's good. That was <laughs> for the people at home, uh, what is a star is born, Caleb? <laughs> uh, much like Ska, it's something that comes and goes every 30 years. Oh, I've only yeah. seen the 1937. Oh, <laughs> so is it, is it safe Kills to himself it? at the end? Same. Yeah. Yeah, same. Okay. Is okay. it safe to assume that uh, Sister Hazel is all like 
are all raging alcoholics by this point. <laughs> no, this like I said, they still have their hearing. Oh, okay. they, have, they haven't hit the pills yet. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> this kind of feels like some background music playing, just like in generic, like kids like chatting over their lockers. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, this this happened during. Uh, in my notes, I have tire swing sadness. Um, mm. I think. <laughs> Cat, uh, there's uh, a band name. Yeah, Cat has uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. refused to go to prom. This whole soundtrack works backwards, by the way. Uh, oh, nice. For the most part. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> clever. But, uh, so Cat has refused to go to prom out of principle, and then uh, Bianca is like, you know, this means so much to me because I was the only sophomore invited. <laughs> Just like <laughs> also, the, the dad is giving them a lot of problems about going to this prom. The dad, yes, yes. Larry Miller. Larry Miller. Larry Miller. Miller. Uh, He's stand amazing. up comedian. Yeah. So good in this. Best I, friends of Jerry's. He's got I'm the a, pregnant really? suit that he brings out. I'm constantly reminded every time I see him in an acting role, he's so good as an actor. Yeah. Uh, I remember a friend of mine used to bartend at Lower East Side, and he said that Larry Miller like uh, came in one night and like closed the place down and basically like. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if he's a road comic, but he, he drinks like one. He's uh, I mean, he's fam- his famous, his most famous stand-up bit is um, five levels of drinking, uh, oh, which really? he talks about like, you know, level one, you're like, I want to come out having fun with my friends, and that's important to me, and I'm going to, you know, keep drinking. And then like level two is like, fuck my job, fuck that job, I hate that job, and then it like just keeps, you know, going from there. But um, oh man, he, he crushes it in this, it's so funny. He's fucking great. <laughs> All right, what do we got next? Uh, Track five, we've got Jessica Riddle with Even Angels Fall. It's a secret that no one tells. One day it's heaven, one day it's hell. And it's no fairy tale. Take it from me. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's a jam. I just want to say, I really like that song. I feel like that's angsty Cat Stratford driving around in her car, like, fuck this. I don't need any of this. That's when she runs away from the prom, man. She realized it's all been a bet. It's all been a bet. It just sounds like the the female opening act for Jackson Maine before he met the. (laughs) Did you just watch a Star Wars part? Let let off, Gail. Let it go. (laughs) Jessica Riddle. Riddle me this. Yeah. Do we know anything about Jessica Riddle? I do. Yeah? Yeah, she was a Maxim model. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. 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 She was an actress and model. And, uh, yeah. Oh, man. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I, have, I have like all the Maxim mag- magazines. <laughs> His collection <laughs> runs deep. <laughs> Should see Brett's living room. Still subscribed. I love, Yo, how, I, no, I I love how that dates the soundtrack where it's like she was a Maxim model and you're like, okay, so this must have been, what, 98, 99? <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what were you going to say about Maxim, Brad? <laughs> nothing. Nothing that you need to hear. Oh, oh, come on. Come on. We're, in, oh, we're in the nest. We're in the trust well, tree. I, okay, I, I don't still have a subscription to Maxim, but <laughs> okay. but I did. Yeah. She was on it, and um, oh. I don't know. I'm, please, uh, let's move on. I think there was a great article <laughs> about abs in one of their... Um, Oh God, yeah, it's nice. a great read. Yeah. If you ever have a chance, yeah, diet and exercise yeah. Uh, yeah. really work. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to ask if Maxim made its way to Sweden, but uh, it was a knockoff of the British. Was it FHM or something? Yeah. There was like a British yeah, yeah. magazine. Yeah. So maybe that made its way into the, yeah. the Norwegian newsstands. <laughs> <laughs> My other new band. <laughs> 
Let's listen to track six. This is Leroy with New World. How much further can we go with all these spinning wheels? And will my children recognize the world that we all build? There's a new kind of world that's taking over. It's got devils, it's got angels sitting on my shoulders. It's a new kind of world that's taking over. Getting all my second chances. I'm getting a hard, stinky face from everyone in the room. <laughs> that song kind of sounds like that. Hey, man, what's that sound? What? I was getting more of a, maybe a sublime knockoff. Like the, the radio hits that Sublime had before uh, Brad Knoll passed away were like a little bit kind of, yeah, some, some DJ sounds, but like kind of. California Stone Rock. Classic Leroy. Didn't make it to Sweden, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, man. This is uh, happening when, I guess, Heath Ledger, Patrick Verona, is hot on the pursuit of Cat. He's like, follows her to the bookstore, and there's a great line he uses, uh, which is like, I misplaced my copy of Feminine Mystique. I was wondering if you could help me find it. And uh, Works every time. Works every time. <laughs> Go to any bookstore. I have to say, for all the 90s movies we've done and all the terrible lessons we learn about dating in them, this movie mm-hmm. is not that bad. Like, it's not, like... I really enjoyed it. I, watching no, but it I'm again. saying, like, the lesson, like, the way that they pursue the, the female characters, it's, yeah. like, it's not that creepy, it's really. It's pretty woke. Yeah. Like, he is. Everybody else is completely unreasonably <laughs> bitchy. <laughs> to Julia Stiles. Like, oh, that's what, that was my central takeaway watching it, is that, like, she's... A pretty, like, reasonable, very, like, you know, modern thinker. Yeah. And, like, just because she reads the bell jar, everybody is like, you're a bitch, you're a shrew. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, right out of PMS two- medicine or something? Like, they, yeah. like, they keep saying that. Take like, your mind all before. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. Those two characters, they take over the movie so completely. Because, like, you don't really care about anybody else or yeah. the younger yeah. sister or the... Uh, Gordon Levitt, like you don't really care about him. Yeah, because he's really like the male lead in this is Joseph Gordon Levitt. They're yeah. like, get out! Of, who cares? Because that's true. Was he intended to be the male lead? Well, I mean, he, he's the kind of the instigating. He's the main character in a way. But yeah. I think since it's uh, his actions are very much like in line with the the Shakespeare play. Yeah, and oh, so okay. he's the kind of guy who comes in, sees somebody falls in love, and you're like, what? You don't yeah. fall in love, but in the Shakespeare world, you like fall in love by seeing somebody, and then you have to like. Right, and all all the actions of everybody else revolve around him. In yeah, a way. Yeah. He, he sets the whole thing in motion. But he gets yeah. off scot free, which is what I noticed watching it this time. They're like, <laughs> yeah, like it's all his it was own. his idea, and nobody ever gives him a hard time about it. Yeah. And they're like, it's a really messed up thing to do. And he gets what he wants, and yeah. <laughs> and there's there's a weird thing where Larry Miller's the only adult that you see that's not like a teacher. Yeah. You don't see any parents. And there's like a thing where it's like uh, Gordon Levitt's like new. He's like just moved there, and you're like, oh, so maybe you, there's some sort of like you never see his family. He's yeah. just like there. You never see his house. It's like uh, Heath Ledger. They have to explain why he has an accent, so he's like, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, you're like Australian, <laughs> Minnesota or something. But he spent time in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, is what he got that accent. And then you're like, <laughs> why did you not just say Australia? No, they, I mean because they did say he's from Australia, but yeah, then they're but, like, where were you last year? And he's like, Milwaukee. Grandpa was sick. Like, <laughs> why is, I bet why he was improvising that? that stuff, though. Yeah, maybe. He improvised a little bit in this. Um, I get back to the soundtrack. So Leroy, the one interesting thing I read about him is that he had a stint as a guitar player for a band named Smash Mouth. Just to bring it back into What's, our what canon. Was that? What was that name? 
Yeah, the, the name. What did you be- say in this house? <laughs> we said we would not speak of them again. We've had a lot of Smash Mouth talk on this. Uh, All roads lead to Smash Mouth. There's a song that comes Stay tuned up. for the game. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh. Hey, listeners out there. <laughs> Let's listen to track seven. This is Todd Ghana with Saturday Night. This is total house party background music. <laughs> I like this song. This is you, I like that song too. This is definitely just a disco song with '90s instrumentation, which you don't hear like successfully done very often. And I think mm-hmm. this is pretty good. I don't know anything about the artist. There's not much. Um, it's been scrubbed. It's been pretty scrubbed. No Wikipedia. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> I Rod- Rodney Jerkins. I don't know. I had a different reaction. I mean, I don't want to be a naysayer, oh. but. I, I got very much like recorded at Guitar Center vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's that one great um, YouTube video, and this is maybe in poor taste, but it's a guy recording his raps on the IMAX at the Apple Store, and they're like, "Sir, you can't keep," t-. and he's you know he's recording it live. And so you see the whole interaction. They're like, sir. And he's like, you're ruining my career. <laughs> like yelling at the Apple store people. And that's, uh, that's a bummer. <laughs> There's a guy that made some album in the past few years where he went to uh, a bunch of different guitar centers all over the U.S. and recorded all the bastard sounds that you hear from the different rooms. And he compiled them into one uh, like album. It's pretty insane. I, it almost sounds like a fool's errand. But uh, I listened to almost, it. Almost. 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 Sounds like an incredible waste of everyone's and, uh, time. I was kind of impressed with what he put together. It's very distinct. <laughs> atonal keyboard sounds. Ah. Got, an, got an eight on pitchfork. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a Berkeley College of Music rehearsal hallway. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I listened intently for this song. And it must have appeared in like a little bit during one of the parties. But I could not find where. And there was no info on online where it was in the movie. But I'd like watch the whole thing. Like listeners out there, if you know Tangana, please write in. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't make any specific notes, but there's, as always, quite a bit of music in this movie that didn't make onto the soundtrack. There's some great songs and yeah. some bad ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. When you said Smash Mouth, there was a "Can't Get Enough of You, Baby," but it's not the it's Smash not Mouth the version. version. It's the earlier version. But it sounds it's so similar, and I was like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started, my little ears perked up too when I heard that. <laughs> Some great songs that in the movie that did not make it to the soundtrack. Hold me now, mm-hmm. Thompson yes, Twins, which you guys just was that. in just two episodes ago. Yeah, three, um, three. Hypnotized by Biggie. Yeah, uh, Word Up by Cameo, mm-hmm. Cameo, and the <laughs> who could forget the remix of Bare Naked Ladies one week Ooh, at the bad. top of the film. <laughs> and then, I didn't even know there was a remix. And then it went into the Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Yeah. Like, right. we, that's like a really, really good uh, introduction to the movie, and unfortunately neither of those songs are on the... Yeah, it it follows licensing man. Licensing. Yeah. It follows like some cute uh, young women in a uh, beetle, and they're listening to One Week, 
And then you're like, oh, these are the main characters. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, that's not Alex Mack. And then it goes, can't get enough of my bad reputation. It's uh, Julia Stiles listening to loud music and glaring at everyone. <laughs> like, oh, she's bad. Being her awful self. <laughs> she drives a vintage car. <laughs> I love when she, at the beginning of the movie when she goes into the uh, counselor's office and she's drinking out of that mug that has a cat on it and she just points at it and goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Allison Janney. Yeah, so Janney. there yeah. are two Oscar winning actors in this film. Yeah. Pick them out, people. Heath Ledge. Heath Ledge. And Allison Janney. And then there's two actors from the, the Nolan Batman films. I don't know if you want to. Uh, Heath Ledge. And. Gordon Levitt. Yeah, there was some little like tidbit that uh, Heath Ledger, when he sings, you know. I love you, baby. Um, oh, when he's singing in the uh, the stadium, he's one. Yeah. He's one of three Batman villains to do that. Oh, Jesus! I was like, what a weird wait to sing that song. To sing that song in a movie. Oh um, wow! Deer Hunter. Uh, you got Christopher Walken singing that, and then Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer does it in some other movie. <laughs> is so is like, Christopher Walken's character a villain? Totally, yeah. Yeah, I guess. He's like evil. I mean, like he's not a super villain, but he's an evil. He shoves Michelle Pfeiffer out the window. You know? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, Batman Returns. Let's jump into track. Glad eight. I learned something tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Uh, Brett's here. You can actually see the yarn strung all over the studio. Yeah. You can see it's, it's all like connected. Deep YouTube conspiracy <laughs> stuff that Chris has been watching. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, we have George Clinton making a uh, return appearance on hey. track listing with Atomic Dog. Nasty Dog. That's amazing. I'm not sure how George Clinton made it back into the lexicon of music supervisors in the late 90s, but uh, his music was in uh, Can't Hardly Wait, uh, Flashlight at the Party. It's definitely through hip-hop, because at this point, um, this song was heavily sampled for the the Snoop hit, and I think that it's probably one of those things where either they couldn't license the Snoop song for the, and they wanted it in there, or else maybe there was some sort of studio uh, note that came down, like too much rap for this white people movie. <laughs> and so they had to like slip in the original. I mean, I love George Clinton. Yeah. He's amazing. And this is this in- is like weird 80s George Clinton. Mm-hmm. It's a jam, though. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, pretty Yeah, he's yeah pretty wait, good, but it's Parliament. <laughs> he's, uh, he's in Good Burger. He's in the he's movie in Good Burger. He's in PCU. Yeah. Oh, he's so, right. He is in PCU. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. This is happening during the party scene. And I remember, like, there's a couple, so we're going to hear a few more of them and a few that um, were left out, including uh, Notorious B.I.G. and, and the cameo. Um, Salt and Peppa and Cameo. Yeah. And I was like, who was on the ones and twos of this party? They're doing yeah, yeah. a great job They're, for like a high school party. That, really I will say this stuff. is definitely like I was at high school parties this year. I was at high school parties. And there was no, there was no funk. There yeah. was no disco. Like no, yeah. this is this is all like uh, it was all country music, right, guys? Yeah. Caleb, what was playing up there in uh, Washington when you were uh, at those I, parties? I mean, 
It, this, yeah, it's, it's a lot of hip hop, uh, a lot, probably a lot of like uh, Timbaland, Aaliyah, like yeah. that kind of uh, age of that '90s hip hop. Um, maybe Blue by Eiffel 65. Nice. Yeah, but this is that like, came out the same year as this film, though, right? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe '99. Oh, yeah. Same year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, this is definitely like some creative supervisor or some director being <laughs> like, this is what people should be listening to at parties, but it would never happen. Yeah. Oh, man. So, um, thanks, George Clinton. We yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> it's a great song. Should we listen to track nine? Yeah. What do you got, Chris? I was going to say, okay, Kyle Cease is in this movie uh, as, uh, uh, what's his, oh, Bogey Lowenstein. Oh, right. So he's like, it's it's his his party. It's his party. That gets, like, they destroy his house. And Kyle Cease was in a couple of these teen movies, including not another teen movie as the slow clap guy. Do you remember (laughs) him? But he's a comedian that was like Dane Cook era who completely lost his mind. Oh, no. And uh, he didn't go like the weird MAGA route that we lost a lot of, uh, you know, older white comedians to. He went like the self-help. He's like, he was like having a mental breakdown, but like, I'm helping people. And so if you if you go to his website, which is called Evolving Out Loud, no. it's so insane. <laughs> it's so He's like speaking in front of these massive like groups of people and just like kind of Tony Robbins-esque helping people, but with no... Uh, background in it and he's still doing like stand up and you're like what are you doing man but yeah he's notoriously lost his mind so I was like oh hey Kyle Cease hey what's up <laughs> I remember when Bo- Bogey Loinstein like answers the hears the doorbell at the party and is like oh that must be Nigel with the brie yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. people come in with kegs yeah. <laughs> it's a great party oh man track nine guys this is Brick with Daz <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's such a jam. Great, great guitar work there. Yeah. Right? All around my amazing. Fa- Next. My, <laughs> my favorite part about the about the song. This is like Brick's like biggest hit. This is off their first album. Um, the song's called Daz, and in the chorus you'll, you'll hear them say, Daz, Daz, Disco Jazz. Which is that's <laughs> Daz is Disco Jazz. There you go. <laughs> is that a uh, what do you call that? A portmanteau? Port- yeah, it's yeah. Portmanteau. Yeah. A morpheme. What are the best? I like they don't leave much to the imagination. Yeah. Just in case, for clarification, <laughs> it's disco, disco jazz. jazz. <laughs> are there any other good uh, genre portmanteaus? Um, Skettle is some, yeah. something you might not want to <laughs> delve into too deeply. <laughs> Emo, screamo, risco, screamo, screamo. What is it? What did you say? Risco, rock Ris- disco. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We're all racking our brains deeply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to ask more questions that's, that make everybody be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell that I'm not very good at this. Oh, come on. Uh, let's listen to track 10. This is Joan Armatrading with The Weakness in Me. I have a lover who loves me. How could I break such a heart? It's still you get 
When you know I've got troubles and no Why do you call me When you know I can't answer the Oh, Joan. Thank you, Joan, for the weakness in me from Walk Under Ladders from 1981. Yeah. If you ever wondered what would happen with the Fleetwood Mac production without the songwriting chops, <laughs> uh, we left that. the console on and everything's here, so just you guys go for it. Same it's a very distinctive voice, though, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just kind of there. That song was uh, three minutes and 32 seconds long for yeah. everyone out there. Yeah. It was yeah. playing when... Um, <laughs> the song <laughs> Cat Stratford is looking uh, at guitars, and Heath Ledger has like follow. He's still in the following her phase, and he sees her in the guitar. She's doing, it's she's not doing the perfect, It's not thing. a perfect she's blueprint like, for dating in high school, but it's it's better than a lot. Yeah, she's doing yeah. the "It Will Be Mine," and he's like, "Oh, I'll just buy it for you." <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's a good twist, though. By the end, that he buys her the guitar with, with the, the money. money that he was paid to like go out with her. Yeah, this is okay. <laughs> Uh, this is it's what was there was the movie uh, where Freddie Prince like uh, she's all that yeah there's a there's like a grand tradition and maybe it all goes back to uh, Shakespeare but it's like movies where somebody it like is lying about wanting to take somebody out and then they fall in love and then it's blah 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 and in this it's uh, the ending isn't that he makes some grand gesture to like win her back it's like her own choice like she knows what happened he explained what happened. And she like thinks about it and then decides that she wants to date him anyway yeah. and just forgives him. And that's like, I found that like so refreshing instead of some sort of like he already had the singing scene, like he won her over. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it's, it was cool. It's a pretty good movie. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I was expecting to think, like, I, I was like, oh, this is going to be so problematic, like, you know, as were many of these movies back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't really take any issue with too much in it. Uh, I thought it was pretty darn good. And yeah, yeah, it, it's very. David Krumholtz was laying it on pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's probably like 40 years old. That's, yeah, that's true as well. He plays a very funny, um, he's the best friend to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who kind of ushers him into the school, but also, uh, you know, I don't, he seems like he could be a bad guy in the uh, Shakespearean version, but, yeah. it, but you, you, don't know, you don't know what his motive is, and then you're like, oh, he's in love with Kat's best friend. Kind so of, but they... That, you don't even realize that she has a best friend until like halfway through the movie. It's very true. Oh, we also have to talk about Andrew Keegan, uh, the model. Yeah. What about oh. Andrew Keegan? Yeah. I mean, he's a good bad guy. Do we need to talk about something else? I, I found him very uh, Glenn Goulia-esque. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets Absolutely. punched in the face by Alex Mack, which is kind of cool, too. You know, mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt doesn't beat him up and like stand yeah, up. For, yeah. you know, he needs her help to get up, which is great. Apparently, he's a uh, spiritual hippie out in California these days through a mutual friend. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Andrew Keegan, if you're out there, uh, God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I think there might be a game coming up. Oh. A little little bird told me. After the break? After the break. You guys want to play a game? uh, What game are we playing? Do you want to give it away? We are playing a Covers Blown. So either uh, tune in or turn off, depending on how you like that game. <laughs> tune in, turn on, and drop out. Who was that, Timothy Leary? <laughs> yeah, yeah baby. That's not our slogan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after this. 
Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, a review, uh, did I mispronounce something, or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at Tracklisting Podcast, Twitter at Tracklisting Pod, or email us tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, Or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends. And they they tell two friends. friends. And they tell two friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you start a movement. And also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify. Yeah. Tell tell people about the the playlist on Spotify. And then they'll tell two friends. And and they'll tell tell two two friends. friends. (laughs) (laughs) We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to track listing. Nick, Caleb, Chris, and Brett. Oh, Mr. Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, I have got a game segment prepared for us. This is another edition of Covers Blown. Yeah. This this sounds so similar to the the Tinseltown Tunes theme. It's very similar to Tunes. Yeah, it might be the same. (laughs) (laughs) We use the same music for all transitions. So on this game, uh, I'm going to read you a song name and a list of three artists. And one of those three has covered the song. Two of them are completely made up. So you just have to tell me who covered this song. So let's jump right into round one. The famous song by The Who, Won't Get Fooled Again. You know that song? Mm-hmm. CSI. Yeah. <laughs> Hell <laughs> <laughs> hot mic, hot mic. <laughs> was uh won't get fooled again uh covered by lou bega was won't get fooled again covered by van halen or was won't get fooled again covered by six pence none the richer okay let's let's take a step outside for a sec guys I refuse to believe the Lou Bega one. Yeah, Mambo number five can't have had any other. And I remember my. Hits after Mambo I don't know five. how many albums he actually put out, but I know that my brother had the first album. The German I, German superstar, by the way. Yeah, I I'm familiar enough with that first album to know that it's not on there, and he could have done it later, but I <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Uh, Van Halen seems, seems like the red herring. It See, seems a little too on the nose. So it leaves us with six, six like, pence, none, none the richer. richer. Six pence. I'll go six pence, none the richer. I'm gonna go Van Halen. Okay, Brett. I'm going six pence. All right, six pence. Okay. All Brett right. and I lock it in. Lock it All in. All right, here is your answer to round one. Sounds Van Halen-y. That's Van Halen. That is Van Halen. Hey! Wow. <laughs> uh, featuring Sammy Hagar. Uh, I was going to say, uh, that's Van Hagar, dude. That's Van Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> this game's bullshit. All right, one point for Caleb. Um, I'm going okay. with Caleb next Caleb's time. I'm not going to let you drag me down yeah. anymore, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Ah, fuck that, man. Unfortunately, that was not David Lee Roth singing vocals <laughs> on that. But what are you going to do? All right, moving on to round two. The classic Pink Floyd track, Another Brick in the Wall. Mm. 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 
Mm-hmm. Leave, leave those kids mm-hmm. alone, teacher. Was How another. How are you going to have your dinner if you have any in your pudding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I just listened to a like Roger Waters' demo of The Wall before yeah. he brought it to the band, and it's the same like vocal recording of that teacher screaming. <laughs> so that that's just been the same. I don't know how interesting. <laughs> so another so it's, it's right, it's right. Yeah, yeah. Was another brick in the wall covered by uh, number one, Third Eye Blind? Was another brick in the wall covered by number two, Corn? Or was another brick in the wall covered by number three, Smash Mouth? Take it away. Corn sort of rings a bell to me. I also believe that it is corn. I think this might be on Follow the Leader. I just remember a breakdown of like. (laughs) Brick of the Wall! (laughs) Just like the worst. (laughs) What? Is is Lou Bega a fourth option on this? (laughs) Lou Bega is always a fourth option. So, right. Smash Mouth. Let me go ahead and put my vote in in advance then. First of all, first of all. I, I'm a big enough Smash Mouth fan that I feel like I would have oh, heard God. of that. I thought cover. we were friends. <laughs> I mean, just in the course of doing this podcast, it's also off been, brand for them, I think. Yeah. And what is the the first one is uh, Third Eye Blind. Third Eye it, Blind. It wasn't Third Eye Blind. I know them pretty well. I think that the theme of this game is that Nick puts uh, <laughs> a 90s band with a number in it <laughs> and that is not the answer. <laughs> I'm going to do corn. Corn the game with a K. Game. Corn gonna, with a backwards K. I'm going corn too. Corn, corn it is. Corn it Lock is. It in. Here is your answer to round two. This is another brick in the wall, covered by. That's corn. That is corn. That is Smash Mouth. <laughs> Surprise! Mouth. Sorry, no. This is Smash Mouth covering corn. No, no. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. thanks to Jonathan Davis and all the members of Corn for their excellent work. I'm going to be having nightmares I mean, tonight. Yeah. The song's so good that it's still not as bad as it should be. I'm just, I'm just so glad Corn. It's has, the baseline. The bass. Yeah. The Corn like has always had great baselines. I, I think. In my opinion. Corn's actually great. I'll, I'll go on record. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> Re-listen to Meek on a Leash. It's good. All right. Round All right. three. Good job, everyone. Oh, everyone mm-hmm. gets uh, mm-hmm. one million points. <laughs> Sorry, that was the little freak on the leash part. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Moving on to round three. The final round. Make or break. Ooh. So the classic Tears for Fears track, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Was Everybody Wants to Rule the World covered by A, Lou Reed, B, Patti Smith, or C, Morrissey? I'll let you discuss. Thoughts, Brett? It's tricky. Could be could be either of them. Morrissey, like, if you told me he actually wrote the song, I would believe you. You know what I mean? Because it, it kind of fits into his whole... I feel like uh, Morrissey is too much of a dick to cover a song by a contemporary. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, doesn't Patti Smith do those uh, covers albums? My That's my inclination Smith. is Patti Smith. I, I want to go Patti Smith. I feel too. like Lou Reed has done a lot, but I have I feel like uh, like fifty fifty chance I would have heard if he had done a cover of this. So I'm gonna yeah. say Patti Smith. 
I also choose Patty Smith, even though I know that I cannot beat you because of that. So, oh. But I want to be right. Patty Smith. We're locking it in. Lock it in. Unanimous. Once again, we want to thank Jeremiah MC1000 for his Jeopardy Trap remix. Thanks, which Jeremiah. Is Still no Excellent. word from Jeremiah, by the way. Yeah. Anybody out there? <laughs> this is Everybody Wants to Rule the World by... Feeling, I'm feeling good about this. Yeah. Is this a loop? That is Patty Smith. That's Patty, baby. Yeah. Sounds a little Patty. Mm. I think uh, that was a clean sweep by somebody. Oh. 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 We're, all, <laughs> we're all losers in this game. <laughs> Congratulations, Caleb. All right, thank, thank you, thank Nick. You, Nick, oh, yeah. for putting together a game. Thank uh, you for playing another round of covers. Uh, enough games. It's time to get back to business. <laughs> back to the no soundtrack. More games. <laughs> no more games. Track 11 is the Cardigans with war no don't sleep tonight I'm hurt and ready for fire don't leave me up alarmed and ready to die come on let's walk the Cardigans making their 50th appearance on track listing. <laughs> uh, I could be wrong, but if this song sounds familiar to anybody, it's because it has already appeared on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, which uh, which episode? What are we talking uh, about? I believe Caleb? A Life Less Ordinary has the exact same fucking song on it. Oh, <laughs> it's very licensable. Yeah. When you think of all, all the songs that could have repeated by now, I think uh, Dire Straits, Romeo and Juliet has probably appeared in half of the movies that we've reviewed, but none of the soundtracks. <laughs> Licensing problem. But yeah, no, it, it came down to the cardigans to finally uh, double us up. It's uh, This is the one song that made it over to Sweden. The Cardigans. <laughs> yes. Swedish group, very well known for uh, their L- cover Love of uh, oh. Burning Down the House oh. with Tom Jones. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's a thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing over there. <laughs> what is the joke? It's Tom and his Jones. Oh. <laughs> My house. You know? <laughs> so this is playing uh, when um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt kisses Alex Mack in the car. He gives her a ride home from the party, and he's back in the game, baby! Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't like him, and now he's now he's back. And a little tidbit here, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles actually dated after this movie. No way! Yeah. Uh, I think only for like a year, but still. Uh, and then uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Alex Mack, uh, apparently in the um, commentary, she was like, yeah, we're not we're not very close. Uh, I think oh! they, I think we also they, have to stop saying Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We got to start saying JGL. 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 And tell me, what, what's your, Alexis? How do, you, how do you say your last name? Or what's Olenic? Alex Mack? Larissa Olenic. Larissa Olenic. I'm sorry. That's uh, Alex Mack. I'll see. I don't yes. even. I don't even understand the Alice Mack reference because I'm too old. Oh, uh, yeah. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, man! Yeah. Nickelodeon. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, no. 
She's like from another planet. She can turn into a puddle of uh, like silver slime and go under doors. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was no, actually. No, yeah, um, it, it was the inspiration. It was the inspiration for Chernobyl. The, yeah. The new HBO oh, show. Oh yeah. Deep cut. Brit- British accents. It's a lot of uh, Terminator Two <laughs> style graphics. Absolutely. It's like that weird. Like that. We we're just able to T one thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like rewatching uh, Terminator Two recently, and the practical effects are amazing. But what you don't realize until rewatch it with like modern eyes is that you know you remember they like shoot him and then he like hits back and he has like a like a metal like kind of splash stuck on him yeah you don't really if you watch it closely you realize he just has those stuck on him and he's he's just moving they're just like (laughs) prosthetics on him that don't move at all oh yeah it's just like quick cutting it's it's really good dude t2 is I'm about to come over this table and attack you. Oh for, no, that's for trashing like, Terminator Two. Terminator Two is one of the best movies. I think it holds up so well. Ah, oh, it's so good. I still gotta see T One. <laughs> well, wait, uh, have or you, do I? Yo, yeah. Have you also not seen Terminator? Correct. I haven't seen Terminator. All right, so, we, so it's a date. Have, let's do it. Yeah, we'll yeah. Do pineapple and. Uh, Jalapeno pizza. The perfect weekend date. <laughs> We're going to watch the Terminator. Let's get an Airbnb. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go back. here right now. Yeah, oh, man. Screw this. Great vibe in that movie. <laughs> uh, there's a new Terminator coming out, if I uh, remember correctly. Oh, yeah. And uh, if, how's uh, the soundtrack for Terminator? Uh, it's mostly score. It's mostly score. Okay, cool. Doom, score. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> nice. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of that. <laughs> Guys, let's jump into track 12. Why not? This is Madness with Wings of a Dove. Love this song. I'm pretty sure that this is where Vampire Weekend got all their inspiration. Oh, nice. <laughs> the Steel Drums making their third appearance on track listing yeah. as a featured instrument. I like Madness quite a bit, actually. It's a great music video, too. Have you seen it? No, I don't The guy's like interviewing people in England with a banana. Have you heard of Madness? Have you heard of Madness? <laughs> they're all like, no. And then they're, and then they're just like, like no. dressed up as nuns on a plane. It's uh, fantastic. Oh, okay. And this is good. I, I like a lot of the two tone ska revival. I we make fun of ska a lot, but this was this might have been the last good ska song. This was nineteen eighty three. Yeah. So around the same time that um Our House maybe came out. I that might have been the next record. Which is a great madness song. Unfortunately, I cannot hear steel drums without thinking of the girls gone wild commercials late at night but like Uh, mine mine is the uh jimmy buffett cover of all night long okay okay (laughs) (laughs) i can't hear steel drums without thinking of the bedford train at yeah i was gonna say union station (laughs) (laughs) caleb how long have you lived in new york it's union square Come on. Union Square Square Station. Come on. Okay. Come on, dude. Underground. I'm going to split hairs. So formal. (laughs) 10 years. I just hit 10 years in New York. Congrats. Come on. Tepid applause. Thank you. This is playing, um, I guess, Heath Ledger takes Julia Stiles home from the party uh, where she put on a display of, uh, what was it, pyrotechnic puke or whatever the fuck she said mm-hmm. i can't remember so she drank too much and hit her head and then heath ledger doesn't want to kiss her because she's 
thrown up and she's drunk. And then she's angry at him. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's like the only movie that's aware of consent in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. That's like totally appropriate. He's sober I, and she's been drinking. Although, to be consent. fair, uh, it's also one of the movies where she gets blackout drunk, throws up, and then immediately is like completely sober acting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's not driving, but she's just kind of like, oh, yeah. She's like just talking normally and then tries to kiss him. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, and but, he's the only one that's like, wait, well, weren't you just like blacked out like two minutes ago? Just like, <laughs> it, I, I, it almost, I almost like thought there was a joke that was going to come because she leans in and I thought he was going to be like, you might need a breath mint or something like that but, yeah. because she just threw up. But I, I still don't understand why she was like livid with him the next day. And I think she was just, she put herself out there oh, and he rejected yeah. her. Oh, that makes and sense. And she's like so closed off for whatever reason. I and to get her back from there, that's when he does the iconic, right. I gotta sing uh, that song in the, yeah. in the stadium. Which could, it could have been a really cheesy scene, but the the acting, like the physical acting that he puts on, he like goes for it so hard. He's so good. He's like, really, really good. It's this really is, this is definitely... His best, most iconic role, and none of you guys would would disagree with me. <laughs> also, uh, breakthrough. This was a breakthrough uh, role for a lot of these actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. Uh, they were talking about like this on set. Everyone got along. Everyone loved each other, which was like you know lightning in a bottle to capture. But um, interesting fact: originally he was going to sing uh, "I Think I Love You" by the Partridge Family, which is like "I Think mm-hmm. I Love You." So similar yeah. vibe, but they just used that song in Scream Two. Oh. So they were like, well, can't double up on that. Everybody so. remembers that. Yeah. <laughs> know, yeah. Right? Classic Wes Craven. <laughs> I actually want to do the Scream soundtracks. They're really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's jump into track 13. This is Letters to Cleo again oh. with Cruel to be Kind. Oh, I can't take another heartache. Though you say you're my friend, I'm at my wit's end. You say your love is bon- but that don't coincide with the things that you do when I ask you to be nice. You say you gotta be cool to be kind in the right measure. Cool to be kind, it's a very good sign. Cool to be kind means that I love you, baby. All right, a, a, a song by Nick Lowe there. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. Uh, Nick Lowe's most famous song. He wrote What's So Wrong with Peace, Love, and Understanding. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a bigger hit for Elvis Costello. Right, right. But I think this was Nick Lowe's best or most uh, mm. highest charting song. Letters to Cleo is on the pulse. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of covers. Yeah, They're there's, only there's covering, a lot right? of covers. They covered <laughs> things very faithfully. And I remember. They were good songs to begin with. I so. remember them as a band in high school. I don't remember any of their songs. Uh well, I've written my own letter to Cleo. Oh. And it's, um, I hate the way you make songs. I hate the way you cover. I hate the way you sing at proms. And I hate the way I don't hate you. I love you. Whatever. Remember you're you're no, that movie you're right. no bikini yeah. kill. You're no raincoats. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's an all right cover. I like the original. I like the Nick Lowe version quite a bit. Yeah. This is playing during the prom. How do you feel about it, Brett? This is your soundtrack. Honestly, it's a jam. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm going with E. Lubega. <laughs> Always, man. That's what I'm going to start writing on all my application forms. <laughs> Guys, we are pulling into the last track on the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack. This is Richard Gibbs with One More Thing.
What if you learned that what you were really looking for was right in front of you the whole time? <laughs> Wait, did did Brett accidentally slip us a copy of the soundtrack to The Holiday? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of score. That's okay. very aspirational. Wow, wow, wow. Just uh, one bit of score there at the very I did. End. I think there's an entire album of score available, if you're interested. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anybody interested? <laughs> <laughs> to okay. see a dumbfounded face. <laughs> Wait, of this movie? Yeah. Yeah, they used, they used a lot of music in this movie. There was barely any score, I thought. I'm saying there's an entire album of score from this movie. From this movie? Yeah, that you can listen to. Oh, oh, you're, you're being serious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought <laughs> that, that, that you can listen to, that sorry. one can listen to? Uh, when... <laughs> I'm just saying that when I procured this album, I also, in the same process, procured an entire full-length album of score. Okay, well, now I'm upset that you're just not bringing this up. (laughs) We're at the end, man. We're at the end, dude. Come on. I can't wait to come back for that. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, part two. Now we've got to do part two. (laughs) Richard Ribs Gibbs. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) No. Quote Ribs Gibbs. Oh, classic Um, Ribby. He's an American film composer and producer, and he's done Dr. Doolittle, Big Mama's House, Queen of the Damned. Simpsons, Battlestar Galactica. There are some Oscar noms in that list. Yeah. Yeah. Simpsons stuff. Yeah, Simpsons stuff. Whatever you want. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Thanks, Brett, for uh, picking this soundtrack. I think it was pretty good. We are going to have to review it, though. Ribs Gives. That's getting plus five points. (laughs) Just the nickname alone. So we like to review every soundtrack on a scale of one to 15 decimal points allowed. Zero to 15. Zero to 15. Zero to 15. A little bit of foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who wants to to lead off? (laughs) Nick, hit it. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to the soundtrack. I love the... The pop sensibility that a lot of the songs have. Uh, also love the movie all around. I thought it was fantastic. And Ribs Gibbs, I mean, <laughs> anything that he touches turns to gold. Uh, so okay. I'm, I'm going to give this soundtrack a, uh, a 12.6 out of 15. 12. <laughs> nice. All right, Chris, why don't you go? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish I could rate the movie. Um, but uh, I really, I really enjoyed a second go around. I was like, you know what? This was, it, it, it blew my expectations away uh, going into this and remembering kind of what it was about. And I think I was confusing it with like, she's all that, and uh, you know they parody it in a, not another teen movie. And it definitely is like the, um, <laughs> she's oh, how could you date her? And she's like totally good looking and yeah, like yeah. <laughs> maybe a little feisty. And like oh, I would love to date her. But at least school. they didn't do like she put her hair down and everybody sure. pretend she looked completely different. There was no transformation. Yeah, yeah. But um, it, the the music within the film is great. Um, I think this soundtrack does leave out a few key great songs. But um, honestly, I'll, I'm going to give it a twelve point one. Uh, I think because there's some all right good dance jams. Twelve boys. Twelve boys. Twelve point one. Uh, I'll go. I'll go next. All right. All right. I don't like to look our guests in the eye when I do this. Uh, I really enjoyed watching the movie. Um, I like a lot of the. I like a lot of the the funk songs that made its way onto it, and there's a couple covers that are not bad nor good. Um, I'm gonna give this record a six point nine. Oh, this is a in my mind a mediocre '90s okay. soundtrack. Okay, all right. Well, that just guys. leaves Mr. Brett. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I uh, 
once again, I, I love this movie. It's such a nostalgic experience. It was such a nostalgic experience watching it. It took me back. And uh, the music lived up to my uh, to my rock girl expectations. I uh, wanted to be there right at Club Skunk, hanging out <laughs> with, Skunk. Uh, with with uh, the uh, 98% women in that scene. I can't and, be uh, seen there. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I would be the guy, though. That's like... When I yeah, watch it, I'm like, I'm the guy at Club Skunk. Yeah. No, every guy would want to go to Club I don't understand yeah. that. <laughs> you wouldn't be seen at Club Skunk. You'd, give it a, you'd never go to Club Skunk. Oh, no, he'd be, he'd be at Quagmire's. <laughs> but um, anyway, I, I really did love it. I, I actually think that like the letters to Cleo and the kind of uh, cardigans and the kind of that genre, whatever that is, really anchors it. And like it's kind of a beautiful fit. So I would give it a 12.2. Nice. All right. Nice. Very good. All right. Twelve boys, except for uh, old Caleb. Well, you know, what okay. are you going to do? Yeah. Well, Caleb, uh, you're half the man that we are. <laughs> I'm gonna, I got my gold medal from the game. Three out of three. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna bring that up. <laughs> you're going down. You're going down. Man. You're going down. So we do have a, uh, a recommendation for this movie, which is our favorite uh, number song. So, uh, Caleb, why don't you go ahead and lead us off here? Well, so I'm to uh, add a song to the, the track listing Spotify playlist, I am going to add a song called Strawberry Letter 23. Number 23? Mm-hmm. Shugi Otis, the original. Sure. It's a song that was uh, made more famous by the Brothers Johnson cover. I almost, that, I almost picked that one. Yeah, last, I was wondering if somebody else was going mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Uh, I really like Shogi Otis. You know, he's kind of like a psychedelic funk, psychedelic soul pioneer. Uh, he never hit it very big. This song, like I said, made it made more of a dent uh, as a cover, but he's really, really good. All right, let's hear it. that track yeah yeah 1971 strawberry litter 23 very nice brothers johnson one is on a a jackie brown soundtrack and that's when i first heard it and man i loved it i love that song i think that version's produced by quincy jones okay so i put a little bit of extra on it but i like the original too very nice so wait sorry what do you think strawberry letter 23 means i probably acid yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know okay I, acid song. I heard uh, through the grapevine, like strawberry. No, that's Marvin Gaye. Letter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, it's Marvin Gaye song. Uh, strawberry letter. Like think of like an envelope and the shape, and it was a, a reference to a female anatomy. Okay. But, oh. Anyway, sorry. Chris, why don't you give us your number song? Okay, I picked a uh, Nine Inch Snow by um, somebody who I've met through the comedy scene, uh, Sarah Dooley. And this is off Shout her. out. Shout out. Yeah, this is a shout out one. Um, but she did this album called Stupid Things, and um, it very much encapsulates like uh, a high school vibe. Um, kind of like, even like, I watched like the show Pin 15, and it kind of reminded me of like that, like very simple sort of high schooly stuff. So let's let's hear that. I'll be my own friend 
Yeah, it's a. I think maybe the um, most emotional song on the uh, on the album, but it's very good. And yeah, I haven't seen Sarah in a while, but she's a very talented artist performing around uh, New York. So check her out, Sarah Dooley. Nice. What have you got for us, Mister Brett? Well, guys, I brought um, one of my favorite songs of all time. This is um, from Prince's very famous album, Purple Rain. And it's also a great example of a numeronym. Mm. I would die for you. Four oh. is a numeronym. Like canine, right? It's like a number, but it's it's a word, too. Yeah. So. It, and it's, it, yeah. He also just has the letter U in this, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. But that's not a numeronym. That's no, something no, else. It's not. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, very nice. Let's hear it. Yeah, Prince is all right. <laughs> mm, one of the best, man. We uh, could yeah, we could recommend we love Prince, Prince so much every week. I just love visualizing him singing, singing it, but as the number coming out out of his mouth, like in a very like <laughs> Sesame Street name yeah. way. You know what I mean? He yeah. was never shy to uh, throw some numbers in his song titles. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a lot of. Them. Why, why does he do that? He's a math guy. He's a math guy. Big math numbers guy. guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, great song. That's mm. the end of. Purple Rain, the movie. That's what he closes it out with. It's so such good. a good movie. Man, can we even like do a, a review of that on this uh, <sighs> Probably not. podcast? I mean, the movie itself is pretty slow. <laughs> like, it really, <laughs> really drags, man. It's kind of fun, though. It's yeah. kind of bad good. Yeah. Oh, no, it certainly it is. It totally is bad good, it, yeah. Like, it's definitely Apollonia. a slog. Oh, yeah, Apollonia. <laughs> oh, she's the only one that can pull off, like, sexy, but also completely dressing like a nazi (laughs) no one can no one else can pull off the apollonia style just look like a you know a nazi (laughs) all right right, uh for my number song i've got the track uh 100 ways off of uh quincy jones's album uh the dude and this is with uh james ingram great track uh quincy made this album right before uh he made thriller with uh you know who and Voldemort. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he must not be. This, this song also features a uh, fantastic synth solo, so let's have a listen. In your of the night, she reflects that she owes you the sweetest of debts. If she wants to. Thank you. 
Yeah, that's uh, Greg Fillingaines playing uh, that synth solo. It's a very um, ponderous solo. Yeah, it's really great. That whole album, too, The Dude by Quincy Jones, yeah. is just all all amazing. I've, I've heard that synth solo sampled in a, in a rap song, I think, and I can't remember I think what it, it has been, yeah. yeah. When I was uh, pulling it up today, I did find a, a song that it was sampled in. Yeah. I want to see like Anderson <laughs> Anderson <laughs> Pack or something like that. I can't remember, but... <laughs> All right, guys. Like Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good episode. Thank yeah. you, everybody, for coming yeah, out. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. What a blast. What a blast. Uh, I want to see you guys more. Yeah. Thank you also to Teen Commandments, as always, for yeah. our intro music. Yeah, for uh, and sometimes for our song here. Anything yeah. you want to plug, Brett? Um, uh, no. All right. <laughs> Look up Teen Commandments on Spotify. Yeah, oh yeah, smash we're that, out there. Smash that Apple subscribe music. button, guys. Hit like, <laughs> review, all all things you can do online. We love you guys. We'll see you next week for uh, whose pick is it next week? Uh, see you, dumbfounded faces. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out over a group text. We love you. Bye. Bye.